The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hey, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I have as my guest uh, Neil Burquist, uh, CEO and head of CoinMe, and Jarrah Willett, uh, deals with engineering at CoinMe. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good. Thanks for having yeah, us. So we're going to talk about the, uh, the CoinMe Bitcoin ATM, it sounds like, right? That's right. Okay, tell me, right, so let's, let's do a brief overview. What's your guys' backgrounds? How did you get into, um, you know, the crypto industry and into this segment of it? Oh, JR, I'll let you go first on that one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got into cryptocurrency in 2010. Uh, I was very interested in payment systems, economics, a bunch of other things that sort of uh, made Bitcoin interesting to me. Uh, I got into mining in 2011. Um, I invented the concept of the token sale or what what they call the ICO uh, in 2012, uh, did the first ICO in history in 2013, um, and then uh, it kind of, uh, so then that was, the, that uh, ICO launched uh, what at that point was called MasterCoin and today is called Omni. Uh, and so then Omni went on a bunch – it became a platform that other people used to create their own token sales and ICOs. Uh, today, the, the assets hosted on the Omni platform are worth uh, half a billion dollars, over $500 million. Uh, the biggest ones are Tether and MadeSafe. Uh, and then um, – uh, I haven't been involved with a lot of other projects, even though I saw all of these ICOs happening. I didn't see something that really caught my fancy until I started talking with Neil and uh, his co-founder, Michael, uh, about their ATM business. And it seemed like um, the, the, the sort of thing I look for when I'm looking at uh, tokens and cryptocurrencies is the ability to um, be uh, infrastructure or uh, what I call um, shovels in the gold rush. If you're selling shovels, it doesn't really matter where which hill the gold is in, I guess is what I would say. Right. And, uh, and, and I look for things that, um, you know, it doesn't matter if Ethereum wins or Bitcoin wins or some other coin that's in somebody's head and hasn't even been created yet wins. Uh, whichever one wins, you know, there, there's certain things they're going to need. One of those things is they're going to want to be on ATMs and, um, that's what attracted me to this this project. Okay, very good. And Neil? Yeah, I was uh, running a, a tech incubator in Seattle uh, back in 2012, 2013, and some of the smartest people in the room were really excited about Bitcoin and blockchain. They were early at Microsoft, even in the early 90s, and they said this felt a lot like when the Internet came out and everything that could be built on it. 
And uh, so I, I had no idea what it was, but it definitely caught my attention. And then uh, my co-founder, Michael Smyers, was really excited about the, the Bitcoin ATM that had just opened up to the north in Vancouver, BC. It was the first Bitcoin ATM in the world. And there were rumors of it doing a million dollars a month, which was just insane at like a 10% fee. So the thing paid itself off in like its first week. And uh, he's like, we got to do this. And uh, like, sure, you know, and it's kind of that idea of, you know, if you want to know the price of gold, you buy gold. And if you want to know what's going to happen in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and blockchain over the future years, you just got to dive in. So first uh, hurdle was the regulatory environment. So we went down to the Washington State DFI and uh, did a presentation on what what is Bitcoin blockchain and how does it work? And they took the time to understand it. Um, and at the end of it, they ended up giving us a money transmitter license and we became the first licensed Bitcoin ATM uh, in the United States. And then we've slowly oh, wow. grown, fr grown from there. Uh, now run about 40 ATMs across the Western US and uh, also offer wallet services. We run the software on the ATM. We also offer exchange services. So if someone wants to put a portion of their retirement account or an IRA into crypto, we can do that in uh, 29 states and several countries abroad. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Now, yeah. now you're going to you know, help people put it into a, IRAs can accept Bitcoin and possibly Ethereum. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ATMs are cash to Bitcoin, Bitcoin to cash, and soon uh, there'll they'll be more than just Bitcoin. Um, but there's daily limits of about $2,500. Um, and so we often get customers that, are, that, that are know about us or want to do more. So we, uh, you know, we have the license, the AML, the KYC programs in place, so we can offer additional services on top of the ATM with minimal investments. So we started offering, uh, we call it private client services, which is you know, a, a crypto advisor who can essentially give you uh, just kind of their perception of what's going on in the market, but then also facilitate transactions uh, for those individuals as well. So why is there a limit of 2500 uh, a day for the ATMs? Um, it, it just makes for a better uh, customer experience at the ATM because if we were to accept more, then we would have to get more information on the person. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of ATMs. And usually people aren't carrying around a bunch of cash to, the, to, you know, to try to put into these ATMs. Usually people that want to do more are going to do like some kind of a wire bank wire, some kind of electronic money transmission versus physical. Well, does it matter that the price of Bitcoin is the 2500 now less than half a Bitcoin? Is that affecting people's yeah. desire to transact more amounts? Um, the price of Bitcoin affects their desire to transact because the ATMs are instant. So when you go to an ATM and buy Bitcoin, you instantly lock in the price. So when there's volatility, we see a lot of traffic because people are buying and selling based on that volatility. But really, I mean, you don't actually own like a, a full Bitcoin. You actually own a fraction of a Bitcoin. Uh, so it can be divided to multiple decimal points. Uh, and so you can really buy, you can have a dollar worth of Bitcoin if you wanted. Um, or, and so it's kind of like uh, the price of gold. You might not necessarily just own one ounce of gold. You might buy $1,000 worth of gold. Mm, gotcha. And you said above 2,500, you're running into tougher uh, Know Your Customer and anti-money laundering requirements? Yep, exactly. We just have to collect more information on the customer. And then if, if we're doing it, like let's say we're doing a half a million dollar transaction, we'll want to collect uh, some kind of proof of funds uh, just to have some kind of a understanding of where the money came from. Um, 
and maybe a social security number as well. Um, but really, this is it really is just a way to uh, really what the regulation uh, regulators care about is, uh, which I mean, we're glad they do care about this, obviously, but they just want to make sure that we're not funding terrorism or the drug trafficking industries. Uh, that's really, if you look kind of historically speaking, you had the BSA Act uh, in the 70s, I believe that was Richard Nixon, and that was back when all the drug trafficking was happening in, uh, you know, from Latin America North. And so that act was really to help make sure that there wasn't money laundering associated drug trafficking. And then uh, after 9-11, we had the U.S. Patriot Act uh, to make sure that there wasn't any funds being moved uh, to terrorists. And so, I mean, we, we are more than happy to comply um, and do so in such a way that protects the consumer, uh, but then also enables them to harness this amazing technology and, and buy and sell Bitcoin and, and have access to virtual currency. Is there another threshold above the 2,500 where you go to an even higher level of AML KYC? Yeah, 10,000 is kind of the next level. Um, and then, you know, it depends on the company and the state. Some people put different levels in place at different dollar amounts. Gotcha. Okay. And the ATMs, uh, is it Bitcoin only or are you looking at other tokens, you know, Ethereum, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, et cetera? Yeah, right now the market is really Bitcoin. I mean, we don't get a lot of customers saying, hey, um, we want Ethereum, we want these other cryptos. However, we are starting to get uh, more attention for that. And actually, we're launching a token uh, just went live yesterday. It's called UpToken. And UpToken will, will help accelerate the deployment of a global crypto ATM network. And it will also enable us to add multiple currencies to the ATM platform. Uh, so that's a pretty exciting thing because people will actually be able to vote with their UP tokens uh, on which cryptos that they want to add to that ATM network. Uh, so we've seen a lot of people who want an Ethereum ATM on every corner or a Dash ATM on every corner. And that's a pretty cool thing that we can now do with uh, UP token. And what about, um, I know Shapeshift is integrated with some ATMs. Are you guys planning any integration with them that people can go from token to token where you're not seeing need? Yeah, it's not it's not currently on the horizon. However, we're we're definitely uh, entertaining the discussion and and thinking about it. We're always thinking about new ways to improve the user experience and and give them more access to additional functionality. So we're uh, we don't necessarily have a firm position on that yet. And what about feedback from users? What what are the reasons that people would use a physical ATM versus just you know localbitcoins.com or you know sending their money to an exchange through Coinbase and through a bank? Why do they use you? Yeah, it's a good good question. Uh, we, what, what we've heard is that people really trust an ATM. It's a it's a physical thing in in a trusted environment such as a maybe a shopping center. And so for those first time users, uh, they they like seeing something that they can touch and feel for this especially like an elusive technology that such as Bitcoin. Um, and also, you know, you got a one eight hundred telephone number on there for customer support, the twenty four seven support. So people really like that trust factor. And so for a lot of the non-technical people in the world, uh, ATMs are kind of a familiar, easy way for them to buy, sell, and and, uh, and touch this cryptocurrency. But also uh, it's instant, uh, which is a big deal. Some of the online exchanges take multiple days to get approved and then for funds to deposit. And by that point, you know, the market's moved on you. So ATMs are a really great way uh, for that. And I guess the third reason is that um, cash? I mean, cash is it doesn't doesn't work online. So having an ATM as a, as a physical portal to convert it to 
uh, virtual currency, and then you can send it anywhere in the world. I mean, there's $120 billion transferred outside of the United States for global remittance, and a lot of that is cash-based money transmission. So ATMs are actually a really good fit uh, for that activity as well. Do you have a CoinMe uh, card that's used in the ATMs to, to store either Bitcoin or cash? And do a no, that's a great idea. That would be uh, be a lot of fun. Um, well, it's, it's on the roadmap. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously someone could go to the machine, deposit funds and have a, a, a CoinMe debit card that they can then go to merchants and spend their Bitcoin. Uh, there's That's obviously technically possible. So um, we haven't had, a lot of people just use the CoinMe wallet on their phone as their mobile wallet. And uh, so that's been sufficient for now until we uh, improve the, the the user experience to be able to do that. Yeah, I was going to ask you what right what wallets do people use? So if I put cash into your ATM and I get Bitcoin, where does it go? Is it the CoinMe wallet, or can I use like uh, other kind of wallets to accept my uh, Bitcoin that I get from you guys? Yeah, it goes into the CoinMe wallet. Uh, but if you're, a, I'll call you an advanced user. Uh, you might not believe that, but a lot of people have a hard time with third-party wallet applications where they own their private keys and they have to figure out what a public address is. Um, so if you're an advanced user, you then just transfer it off the CoinMe wallet to the wallet application of your choice. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. All right, well, very good. Um, well, I keep giving you ideas here. What is on your roadmap for the next six months or a year in regards to the ATMs? <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting. I mean, you can imagine we have 25 people on the team, and this is a very dynamic industry. It's constantly changing. There's a million directions we could go. Um, and so we honestly have to just remind ourselves to keep it simple and listen to the customer and let the customer really have a, really drive, you know, where we go and where we invest. And frankly, uh, it's pretty simple. Locations is, is the big thing. Um, actually, it was kind of interesting. I remember... Starbucks, you know, the Seattle company, they, the number one complaint that they get from customers is not enough locations, which I think is crazy because there's like 30,000 Starbucks locations around the world. It seems like there's a Starbucks in every corner, but the complaint is we need more Starbucks. So for us, it's, it's actually not too different. Uh, customers are saying, hey, we want a CoinMe ATM here. We want a CoinMe ATM there. And that's why we're doing UpToken. UpToken is going to enable us to build a CoinMe global crypto ATM network and so that we can then uh, answer all of their requests and put ATMs in Latin America, Japan, and Africa, and everywhere else uh, across the world where there's a market. So uh, we're really excited to, uh, to, to deliver locations. I, I wanted to talk about the difference between CoinMe and one of the, the things that attracted me to CoinMe in particular was the, uh, you know, Neil mentioned earlier, the CoinMe wallet. Uh, the other ATM operators, mostly they just buy an ATM uh, kind of off the shelf and plug it in and let it run. CoinMe is unique in that they wrote all of the software from the, the web wallet that hosts the coins after the customer buys Bitcoin all the way down to the firmware on the ATMs. Uh, and so the, you know, they've vertically integrated and have complete control over the whole system, which I think is, is a huge deal and, and was why I wanted to partner with them uh, for this uh, ATM token idea versus any of the other options that, that we could have used. Yeah, so not only uh, all these ATMs out there, they're not all ATMs that you guys run. You also sell the ATMs to third-party operators to run? Uh, no. We, we have found that it's, it's much better for the user 
to be vertically integrated. So we work with the manufacturer to, to design the hardware. We write the software on the ATM. We do the customer service. We do the AML KYC licensing and compliance. We do the cash logistics. Um, so we're all vertically integrated on all of that. And what that does is it gives us economies of scale so that, the, so that the fees can be as low as possible. All right. So I can't go as a solo guy that wants one ATM. I can't go buy a CoinMe ATM and, you know, put it in my liquor store and run it, right? It's only you guys that are running it. No, you, <laughs> you can't do that, but you can buy up token and then be able to uh, help fuel the growth of an ATM network. And so we found a lot of people who have locations that are excited about CoinMe ATMs is um, they purchase up token and then they can even have a, a voice in, you know, where we deploy those ATMs. Um, and then also they have the utility benefits, which is great. Well, let's back up a little bit. Tell me about UpToken. What is it and how does it work? Yeah, so UpToken is a rewards program for our ATM network. Or essentially, we are going to be giving out UpToken to our customers equal to 1% of their ATM transaction. Uh, so we sell the UpToken during the sale. It's live right now. You can go to uptoken.org uh, to learn more about it. And then uh, CoinMe is going to be purchasing UpToken and giving it to our customers equal to 1% of their transaction. Those customers can use it to, for, uh, to get 30% discount on transaction fees. Uh, they can also use it to vote. It's like a voting protocol uh, to just be able to decide which new cryptos uh, to add to the network and where we should expand. Uh, so it's really a, a really cool and unique rewards program. Um, and then it's going to be really the backbone of building out a, a global network uh, that will then people will be able to buy and sell up token on the ATMs and then they could even use UpToken for remittances and other purposes, uh, very similar to Bitcoin and other virtual currencies. What if, what if I buy UpToken, um, you know, and I want to speculate in it? Will I get any of the rewards from other people's transactions, or I have to do transactions on my own to get the one percent? No, I mean, if it's it's like a, any other um, token in the sense of, you know, there's you you own UpToken and and you can use it however you want to use it. Um, so it's, it's you know, it, it's universal rewards for everyone who owns it. Okay, very good. All right, so we, we talked about UpToken, the sales on now. Um, I know people can find out on their own, but what, what's the price that uh, UpToken is being offered at right now, just as a, a data point? Yeah, it's uh, 10 cents a token. And then depending on the day in which they uh, someone wants to purchase the token, there's a discount. I believe today there is a 16% uh, discount on the token. So it, that will then decrease in, until the sale is over. And um, any other, I mean, it's probably enough, but, you know, any other initiatives that you guys are working on or if not, you know, what's the rollout plan for more ATMs? Which countries or cities are the the next tranche of them scheduled to go out in? Yeah, JR, do you want to talk about just the, the vision of access and why we as a crypto community should care about ATMs? Yeah, yeah. So, I think they, there's a, a tendency for the, the, the cryptocurrency community to, to be kind of insular and to imagine that the whole world is like us, which is sort of like this Silicon Valley-centered vision of the world where, um, you know, everybody does everything on, on a smartphone and nobody uses cash. Uh, I think, um, I think the, these ATMs really allow the rest of the world to join in on some of these benefits uh, that we're currently enjoying with the crypto economy. Uh, and so the the idea of, of uh, the whole world, not just you know a few crypto nerds getting in 
on um, the world-changing power of cryptocurrencies is, is really exciting. And actually, there's a number of, of things that make um, Uptoken very unique versus other token sales that are going on, which um, which I'd love to talk about too. I don't know if, if this is the right time, but I'd be I, I'd love to, to talk about some of those kind of unique uh, factors. I guess it's a long list. I think the, the the things that are most important to me. I already mentioned sort of the 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 idea of shovels, right? Versus versus actually digging for gold yourself. Being the guy that sells shovels is is really important to me and something that I look for in anything that I'm interested in participating in. But there's also the idea the scalability of it. You know, if you think about some of these ideas that are out there, most of them are just an idea. It's a white paper or something. And it, it has a value, which we don't necessarily know what it is, but if people send, you know, 100 times, you know, if it's worth a million dollars and people send $100 million, that's pretty inefficient. You know, if the, the idea is only worth $1 million, uh, throwing more money at it doesn't make it more valuable, usually. Uh, the, the, there's very, it's pretty rare that you come across something that actually scales with the money raised. Now, in the case of Uptoken, you know, if a whole bunch of money comes in, uh, we we put a whole bunch of ATMs out there. And so it scales very linearly, and in fact, even a little better than linearly due to the economies of scale. Uh, there's also the fact that you know most of these token sales are a, an idea without a product. Um, you know, CoinMe has these ATMs already deployed. They're already working and, and generating revenue. And, and this is basically taking something that exists and scaling it up. That's very unusual for um, these token sales. It's usually a fund my idea and then I'll go do it. Here we already have the idea, it's already working, and we're just going to blow it up to a much bigger scale. Um, well, the, remember, the idea no, that, no good deed goes unpunished, so be careful that you actually have a revenue and a working idea. It might backfire. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But I think that you know, this is the, these are the things that attracted me to this particular token sale when I've ignored almost all of them. You know, I, I basically the, the one that I did, and and now this one. So. Um, the, the the other the other things are the the this idea of CoinMe continually purchasing up token to give to the customers as part of this one percent cash back loyalty program. Uh, that's a continual process that happens uh, forever. One uh, percent of all ATM transactions. Um, that I, I love that aspect of it. Um, then there's a, there's the idea that it doesn't matter. Like you know I I launched Omni. Uh, years ago, I still am really passionate about Omni. I want to do things that help Omni. Uh, it doesn't matter what coin you're passionate about. Um, if you're like me, you have a favorite coin, uh, Uptoken can help that coin. And in fact, that's why I'm purchasing Uptoken is because the, you know we're going to auction off these ability to add new coins to the ATMs. And I, I literally want to win one of those auctions on behalf of Omni and have an Omni ATM on every corner. This this helps my other project. And in, I think a lot of people will be attracted to that if they have a favorite project that they would like to see, uh, you know, an ATM on every corner, um, then that's a that's a, use, a big use case uh, for me and, and other people like me. So and that, that's just a few of them. Um, but, the, you know, I've, I've quick, quick, uh... started calling this I've started calling this the perfect token sale. And in my mind, that's what it is. It's like everything that I look for in a token sale on one package. And that's why I'm excited about it and, and participating in it. Well, one, one quick point of clarification. I don't know if I heard it right. You know, so you buy, uh, is it 1% of all transactions in the network? Or is it 1% just of the transactions you do as a token holder and as a transactor on the network? So CoinMe, the company, buys these buys 1% of all the ATM transactions and gives that to their customers in a in a in a kind of a, it's kind of like airline miles where they have to accumulate a certain number of them before they can transfer them out of their wallet or 
or sell them on an exchange, you know, they have to they have to accumulate quite a few of them. I think it, the number is ten thousand dollars worth of transactions before they can transfer those elsewhere. But this this idea of Coimi continually buying up token one percent of all the uh, of their ATM transactions is 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 kind of a big deal. But again, let's say I hold I don't know a thousand up tokens, but I don't I never go to the ATM in my life. I just bought the tokens. Besides, you know, the token value going up, do I get to participate in the one percent of any fees or no? Yeah, I mean we can't we can't comment on the future value of up token. Um, you know the I, the 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 way tokens are valued at is is something that is is off of our hands. I mean, we 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 buy and sell up token, and uh, we buy them, we sell them during the sell, and we'll buy them at whatever their the price may be for those tokens uh, in the future. So the the price of uh, up token is will be the same most likely across the board for. No, token no I'm not holders. asking about the. I mean, who knows what the price will be? I'm saying if I own, let's say I buy a thousand up tokens, will I be able to participate in this one percent of transactions uh, bonus, or is that only if I transact myself using the ATM? Oh, it's only for the yeah, it's only for the ATM user. So if you go and use the ATM, you know, and you buy a thousand dollars of Bitcoin, we're going to reward you with ten dollars worth of up tokens. Okay, gotcha. I'm kind of like uh, I guess it's kind of like airline miles in the sense of. You know, we reward you with airline miles uh, the more you fly. So the more you use the ATM, the more we reward you with up tokens. Okay, makes sense. Very good. All right, so, you know, uh, yeah. closing remarks. Uh, how can people find out more about the token sale and about CoinMe and, you know, make a request, hey, we want a, an ATM in our place or in our city? You know, where can they engage with you guys? Absolutely. If you go online, uptoken.org, Twitter, at uptoken. Uh, you can follow us and learn more about the sale. Uh, on the website, you'll also learn more about the, the team and the, the, the benefits of the token and, and how to participate if it's something that's interesting to you. Uh, we really are passionate about giving the world access to virtual currency and really giving people access to fair money. So if, if you also believe in that vision, uh, we definitely encourage you to visit uptoken.org and uh, participate in building a global crypto ATM network. Great. Well, JR and Neil, thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.